0: chance on here, Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in Christian Pulisic for Chelsea 1-0 Quick thinking by Alisson and it's Salah could lift it still Salah
1: the ghost goal podcast hope you guys have enjoyed a hectic international break we're back after the first international break of the season which always comes too soon to jump right back into a very busy and eventful schedule of premier league matchups this weekend I'm Alex, here with Javier for episode 319 of the Ghost Call pod. I was going to plan on making this 320, but uh, the Continental Cackshot pod we recorded earlier this week uh, had a little, some holdups with that, some technical holdups, but that'll be out after this if you want to listen to our previews of sort of the other top five leagues in Europe's seasons coming up. Uh, but for now, we're going to be talking about the Premier League returning this weekend. There's plenty of big matchups this weekend, including Leicester City and Man City, Chelsea and Aston Villa later on Saturday, Leeds Liverpool on Sunday, and uh, a, a, an early relegation six-pointer for our palates as Norwich travel to Arsenal. Javier, you're both sitting down at the bottom of the table. How nervous are you? Are you still going to be bottom after this week?
0: I mean, I can't say that I'm not nervous because right now. If there's a time that Arsenal are reeling, it's it's now. But you know, it's been a couple of weeks. Had the the international break. A lot of our players aren't good enough to make it on their national teams, like Lacazette. So you know, we had we had players in training. You know, Partey was was injured, so he didn't go with Ghana. You know, Lukanga was with Belgium, which hopefully is a good experience for him. But you know, it, most of the team is back. Gabriel's back in training having Partey, Lakanga as well, all of that. Actually having our first choice, Odegaard as well, with Emil Smith-Rowe, who maybe may or may not, apparently he's feeling unwell, he may, he may not play in this Norwich game, but um, at least having that depth of Odegaard who can play in that position instead. And then any combination of Saka, Aubameyang, Pepe, and Lacazette. Like, I mean, I don't... But
1: are you really just expecting, like, as long as you have enough, like, senior players fit and healthy for this game, you should just win it? I kind of,
0: I kind of do because we are at home, and I expect the team to look completely different to what it did the first three weeks. I know that perhaps that's a naive expectation to have, um, considering the media, the media hate and the media frenzy that's been around Arteta, saying you know Arteta out. I I myself want Arteta to be fired, but I do think that he's enough of a manager that. He'll have made a game plan, changed things up enough, and the team will look completely different to what
1: it did the first three weeks. How so? You're just saying through the I'm players saying, returning from I'm injury and the, COVID. Yeah, I'm
0: saying, I'm saying so exactly. So it, our backline will say will be Kieran Tierney, Gabriel, Ben White, and Tamayasu. Like that's going to be a completely different.
1: You think he starts right back off line. the bat? Like that? I think he just starts like right off the bat. He was playing Absolutely. like World Cup qualifiers for Japan. I'm just I'm just not sure if his like how maybe much not. he's been maybe, around the yeah, team. Maybe you know?
0: maybe that maybe, maybe he doesn't start immediately. Um maybe he starts chambers instead. But I think even just having three really you know, of our first team choice back line back will be enough against Norwich. Mainly Gabrielle and Ben White. Like I'm excited to see both of them start together. You know, that's the pairing that Arteta's wanted; those were, you know, he's gone out and 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 sought out those players. We've played big money; we paid, you know, thirty million for Gabriel, fifty million for Ben White. So, you know, th- th- it's supposed to be the ball playing center back in Ben White and the 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 aggressive tackler slash like you know header winner in in Gabrielle. So, it, hopefully, those two can combine well with each other and form a partnership. Um, and then having Rob Holding, Paulo Mari as as the backups, it's not terrible, you know, as long as those two aren't starting every game like they did in the like in these last been, yeah. three games. Yeah, exactly. So with that, I'll have hope. Um, I just still don't, you know, don't think even, you're, you're even... winning
1: midfield. Midfield's still going to be a battle. I mean, I may sound biased because I'm obviously a huge Billy Gilmore fan, but Arsenal are like a potential scalp. I've heard that phrase used a lot for them. But you know, they're obviously like a big team. But you're a team now that every team from top to bottom of the of the league our, table our look at with, and think Thomas, we can get something with, for with them.
0: With is 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 a lot better than without he hasn't him, played in a month. Okay, but he's going to play in this game.
1: Okay, Uh, well, we'll see. Him and Sam be together, that has potential. I'm not saying that's like a bad midfield going forward, but just expecting everything to just like magically switch into place just because all these players are back and basically making their home debuts. And uh, let's face it, this is like a high stress, like a a lot of tension over this uh, result, and it's the fourth game of the season. And, you know, it's because the last time out, it was two weeks away when you guys lost five nil to City and you got lucky, we didn't get to talk about that one that much because of the transfer window. But you know, there's got to be a sour taste in a lot of your fans' like mouths losing at home to Chelsea, away five nil to Manchester City, and then having to sit on that result for two weeks while you know having seen nothing for the first month of the season. Basically, it, there's going to be a yeah, lot of the, tension the, built the, in that stadium, and if Norwich sure, like, get like a break, the, the, the circumstances get toxic.
0: are the circumstances are i don't think it's going to be as toxic as you think the the circumstances are are like unprecedented right where we had a covid outbreak with our best players we had you know injuries now we have a healthy squad so right now is the time to get get behind the team especially these next 4 games where we have they're all winnable you know we play two quote unquote easier teams in norwich and burnley we play away at burnley um but still you know burnley haven't won at home apparently in the last like you know six months or something
1: see i don't, um, I don't even think you're in you're in the place right now where you can't like your your fans or Arteta should be looking at you know how many points should we get from the this like group of games you guys literally just need to be focused on the next game because oh so far I, I there's been agree. nothing to build agree. off of like you got to have something but
0: I, but I i just i just if 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 we see no game plan again in this game, and we see us get overrun in midfield. Um, and you know Norwich get 15 shots, and Arsenal get Billy nine Gilmore shots. Gilmore
1: pinging and, it across the field to and, and
0: it ends and ends like one-one or something. You know, then then that all hell fury will will rain loose after that. But because Arteta will have no excuses; he'll have his full team. You know, he'll have had time to formulate his game plan. Um, but you know, Edu, Edu came out. You know, Edou's our technical director. Used to be our, our GM, player, basically, and he came out and said, did an interview, a pretty lengthy interview, something kind of rare that he's never done before, explaining our, you know, what why we want for each player, what our thought process was, and the profile of player each is, you know, under under the age of twenty three. Everyone is is young. Is going to be in the Arsenal team for you know three to five years and has potential resale value. All of that it was what they were looking at, but they were also players that they think can immediately impact the first team. So that that was what he says is going to happen. Let's let's see if these signings actually come to fruition. Um, I'll, you know we got to give them. I'm going to say these couple of games, couple of easy quote unquote easier games to to try to get. You know even if they get. You know, a two nil win or a two one win. like just get the win here and then build a little bit of momentum. That's what we that's what we want, you know,
1: yeah, the the sucky part about this is that at this stage, like where you guys are right now on the table, even if you win three or four nil, no one will give you any credit for it. They'll say, oh, it's Norwich. Arsenal are supposed to do that. And then we'll we'll say, let's wait till we go to Burnley. but that's just the the reality of where you guys are now, like after three games at the moment. So, I actually think the one promising thing I've seen from Arsenal and the one like consistently good thing I've seen from Arsenal, the the first three games is that you guys have started every game pretty well energy wise. Like the first 10 to 15 minutes of each of those games, you were the ones on the front foot. You had a lot of energy. You would, sometimes it seemed a little disorganized. Like you were just lumping it down the field and chasing after it and hoping that the, the opponent made a mistake and against teams like Chelsea and, as a city. That's obviously a questionable strategy because it's probably not going to happen. But I think against a team like Norwich, it could get you an early goal, put you guys in the right direction. But then I think eventually the energy kind of drops off, like it has for the the first couple games of the season, and then Norwich get an equalizer like middle of the way through the second half, and then it's like a a struggle from there for you guys to like break them down, and you guys draw one one. What was your score prediction?
0: I'll say three one. Three one.
1: Three goals. Okay.
0: Three. Yeah. I I, I say Obamiang and uh and Lacazette both score.
1: Alright, you better hope they do. Yeah, Odegaard that, yeah. two assists. I feel like I've said that before for you guys. Yeah, you you guys could win. I'm not
0: I'm not Odegaard two assists. Bukaya Saka gets the uh gets the third goal.
1: Okay. I don't know how you guys are gonna score three goals without the ball. I mean Billy Gilmore is just you know he's there in midfield right you do know that you know
0: Alex Tomas and Sambi are, are are gods Alex you're going to see the the partnership gods this is going to be their first they're announcing they're going to announce themselves to the league All as right, we'll partnership see. gods number one midfield in the league Sambi uh, and we, we did
1: we did kind of skip over the the first game of the weekend which we'll see Crystal Palace host Tottenham Saturday at 7:30 a.m. I should mention that that Arsenal Norwich fixture is part of that loaded 10 a.m. slate. Uh, But Crystal Palace will host Tottenham, 7.30 a.m., Uh, a big major developing storyline over the international break. A lot of it's been circling around the South American players that went over for the World Cup qualifiers, and uh, specifically the Argentina national players, the, the Premier League uh, ones, Christian Romero, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso, Emi Buendia, and Emi Martinez. The Brazilian authorities, health authorities, walked onto the pitch of the Brazil-Argentina game inside the first five minutes of the game kicking off and tried to like arrest and deport the four Argentine players for lying in their immigration documents. It's a very confusing story. I don't know if I can like fully believe either side because Brazil you know,
0: fucks. Yeah, it's Brazil. I don't know what to believe heads. when it
1: comes to you know South American God, federations damn. and the yeah, chicanery that goes like on a down giant there. Shit show. But it's but having it's having real time uh, like is. ripple effects on the Premier League's uh, schedule because I mean we knew this before the whole kerfuffle down in in Brazil. But those players that went to their uh, national teams in South America, a lot of those countries they would be visiting are on the red list in England. So they have to quarantine for a period of 10 days, I think, when they get back. So Tottenham are going to be without Christian Romero, the uh, center back they just signed from Atalanta, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso, uh, both of those players playing for Argentina, and then Davinson Sanchez, who went off for uh, Colombia. So do you think that sort of evens the... The odds a little bit here? Or do you, you seeing what Harry Kane's done over this international break, do you just think Tottenham just roll over Palace?
0: I, I I feel like Tottenham don't ever really have trouble with Crystal Palace. I don't know why, but I it just feels like Tottenham usually have their number and Sun Sun is usually enough. Even if they don't have Harry Kane, like Son can just go off and get a couple of goals against them. So I think if they have Kane and Son and on in the form that they're at right now. Yeah, I see. Them you want to talk about form, here. Javier?
1: I'll, I'll see your Tottenham form, and I'll raise you Connor Gallagher's form, Javier. Connor Gallagher had a brace in the last uh, Premier League game week against West Ham.
0: Also, it is going to be exciting to see uh, Otsen Edward in his uh, his debut. I'm
1: sure here. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, but completely forgetting about all these deadline day players that are about to make debuts. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to have the balls to call it, but I feel like this is like a close. You know the the first game or the first like early kickoff after an international break, players Palace just coming fans back. be like,
0: apparently, apparently, you know, they did like a, a poll on on Reddit of like thousands of fans, and Palace fans were like ninety eight percent happy with this transfer window, and that was before they'd signed uh, Eduard. So like they they are they're probably pretty ecstatic with how uh, things have gone so far in there for that for their uh, for their club with a lot of the signings. You know, yeah, I mean, no but wins yet. It remains yet, to be seen if they, ge- if, they, if they actually gel. Yeah, and they haven't looked terrible.
1: They went to West Ham and got a point after trailing twice, uh, you know, behind Conor Gallagher's brace. So, yeah, no, I'd, I'd say they're not uh, they're not too down on themselves. And home game, like I said, but Tottenham, having most of their players coming back from international break, are going to be, you know, tired legs. We'll have just gotten in on Thursday, like a lot of the England players coming back from Poland. It's gonna be it's gonna to be tough for them. So I think I think they win it, but I think it's like two one, and it's a very a tough atmosphere to go into.
0: I'm gonna say one nil to the Tottenham. They've that's what they've been winning. They've been winning one nil.
1: Okay, yeah, ride again. it, ride it till it stops. I get it. Uh, that 10 a.m. slate of games. I'm just gonna read out the full slate. Arsenal Norwich, which we already talked about. Brentford versus Brighton, which is not a bad matchup. I would watch it if it was on a Monday night or a Friday night even. Uh, Leicester Man City. Great Manchester United versus Newcastle United, Cristiano Ronaldo's t- potential debut. Southampton, West Ham, Watford, and Wolves. It's a great 10 a.m. slate. Uh, I missed crowds being back, so we could have our regular schedule back. Uh, but let's talk about that Leicester City Manchester City game because that's another one affected by this uh, these South American players going abroad. Manchester City are going to be without Ederson, their goalkeeper, and Zach Steffen. Not for uh south american international uh representation reasons but because he has covid which will bring them down to their third choice keeper scott carson do we have any premier league fans from 2006 in the house scott carson i mean i don't remember which years he was great but he's been in the premier league like that long and i think he's damn near 40 now and he's playing for manchester city in a i'm gonna say it like a pretty big game and a tough game right like, Do you think the, these players yeah, that are missing, think, Gabriel Jesus as well, do you think that could cause Leicester to pull off the upset here?
0: Absolutely. I mean, Leicester have had Man- Manchester City's number in the past before, right? Like, did they I mean, beat them the, last season?
1: Just the 5-2. And that was around the same time of the season. It was early on like this. But, exactly. And that was at the Etihad. So, you know, at the King Power, full stadium. I don't I think Leicester could do it. But I think it might be a draw. I think I'll, I'll end up being saying 2-2. Two, two.
0: Yeah, especially the way that Farty's playing right now, started, started off the season with a couple of goals. You know, it looks like the midfield that we've been touting is just as good as we've said. And yeah, Leicester have had a, had a good start this season. So I I, I kind of see a draw here, too, because it will be a week in Manchester City side, you know, because of the quarantine of the Brazilian players, um, because having they're going to have to play their third-string goalkeeper. Then again, though, Leicester do have some important injuries as well.
1: They do but um, you know, they always do. They have enough players I feel like. They don't have as big of impact injuries in their specific areas of their squad that Manchester City have with this, you know, this business of having Scott Carson start for them. But
0: Manchester City are purring and while yeah, being missing two of their goalkeepers is 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 a lot, you got to think like the form of players like Ferran Torres right now. De Bruyne hasn't even really come into this team yet. Like,
1: so Javier, tell me, do he's you see? Be do at you some see point. Scott Carson pinging a fifty-yard ball over the top of Leicester's defense, like perfectly onto Raheem Sterling's like stride as he runs in behind? Because I, I don't. No, but that, I think, that opens I think, up I think, a huge I think part city. Of city might City's play
0: attack. maybe they might play like a three at the back um, with like Laporte, uh, Stones, and Diaz. And just, you know, have Carson play like short balls to them. At, yeah, to their let them feet. play the long balls. And yeah. then let them play the long balls and play more of a possession game. Like, I'm sure Pep will have an answer to make sure that, first of all, yeah. Vardy doesn't have that space to get in behind. And like get, Carson's too slow to get on that ball. He's not going to be able to come out like Ederson sure. or like Stefan. So you, you think he's going to have a game plan. He's not just going to let his team... Get you know play exactly into what Leicester is. Which you think he's just going to have a game
1: plan. He's not just going to start a Champions League final without a defensive midfielder. You know he's not going to do that. Why would he do that? That's Pep Guardiola wouldn't do that. It's crazy. I'm
0: going to say two one Manchester City.
1: You're just going to ignore that. (laughs) You're just going to let that slide. All right. I mean, thought you'd be harsh on me for that one.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fuck. Fuck Pep for that. I was pissed that he did that too. That was a move. That was such a like disrespectful. Hey, hey, don't say the
1: R word. You leave the R word yes. out of this.
0: That was a very disrespectful move from uh
1: from from Pep. I found it very respectful. Very respect. Actually, you're right. That was disrespectful. I remember me- texting you that when the lineups came out for the the final. Uh so, so yeah, what, what's your what's your score prediction?
0: I said 2-1 Man City. I
1: think two City one?
0: still pull it out. Yeah, uh, I think they're I'll say 2-2. Two, two. They're too deep right now and Leicester have enough injury problems where I think Manchester City can still overcome them.
1: Okay, we're going to hit on this one real quick because it's, you know, not that competitive of of a game, but Manchester United will host Newcastle United during that 10 a.m. time slot. This is notable, of course, because it's the first game since uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was officially announced as a new Manchester United player. So the only question is, uh, does he start or does he come on... uh, as a sub, because I, I mean, I'm guessing he just gets thrown right into the starting lineup. There's no way you don't bring him back and n- not start him for the first home game back against a trash Newcastle side, right?
0: I think you have to start him, right? Like he uh, he's looked good for Portugal. You know, got those got those two goals against Ireland broke your heart. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Thank I'm, you,
1: thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, it was really great. I appreciate yeah,
0: it. But. uh yeah, he's got to start. He's got to start, and I think he's going to tear Newcastle up. Like, Do
1: you know what I think he might do? I don't think this is right, but I just have this like deep sense that he's going to do this. He's going to think Mar- Marcus Rashford is out for the foreseeable future. I'm going to play Cristiano Ronaldo out on the left wing and have him, you know, drift inside and become the second forward from a left wing position. And I'm going to play Cavani through the middle and he's going to, you know, drop in to help defensively and things. I, I think he's going to try and play not. both of them together Cavani and then play Greenwood on the right. Ronaldo. Cavani no, Javier, will infuriate you're going to like, you're Ronaldo. Cavani will infuriate Ronaldo. You're going to like what I follow this up with. He's going to play Greenwood on the right and then he's going to drop Sancho out of the team, which I think would be crazy. I think he should stick with Sancho, you know, kind of leave Cavani as an impact sub and just play Ronaldo through the middle as a striker. Because Sancho, Sancho is the one player in that United team. I know he's not lit the world on fire yet, but he's the one, let's just say, the one attacking player in that United team who doesn't purely have his focus, like, directed on scoring goals. And I'm not saying that, like, those other players are selfish, but Ronaldo, Martial, Rashford when he's back in healthy, Greenwood... Uh, Bruno to an extent, even though he, he can set others up, all of those players have like a ruthless, like goal-hungry streak to their their style. Sangcho is much more open to other people scoring that's his main focus like how can I get everyone else involved what's the best pass to open up any teammate in the most amount of space possible The, prob- the problem is someone in your team like that he's lazy
0: he's lazy he doesn't like to he's press he's not lazy so he's playing press heavy systems if you have at Dortmund Ronaldo, if you ha- I know but he's never been like the guy who's leading the press if you have Ronaldo in your team says and he says he have- has. I'm saying he's not. Greenwood would be the one who would be leading the press if, that, right, if that's the Right, but you can play case, both of
1: them together. You can play Sancho on the left no, and Greenwood you play, on the if right. No,
0: but if you play Greenwood, Sancho, and Ronaldo, it might not be good enough defensively. They might not be able to get the ball back enough.
1: Against Newcastle, I'm not that concerned about that.
0: Yeah, probably not, but it's something but to watch players for sure. You are going
1: to open up a because, tight, packed Steve because Bruce while, defense.
0: Because while I do think that Ronaldo will give United more of a focus in their attack... I don't think that was ever United's problem. I think it's been always like defensively and like an energy thing as well as a pressing thing. Like they're just not that good at pressing the ball. Sometimes where, where they, have you they, been for the they, past they, they, like three lethargic. or four years?
1: They can't break down low block teams. These teams are always like a struggle for them. Like uh, that's the thing they've had to prove to me personally, and they still need to prove that to me. And Ronaldo goes a long way yeah, I'm into gonna doing say, that. I'm gonna
0: say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three 0 United though. I'm gonna say they have their new toy and they have he, squeaky comeback and. Maybe, maybe 3-0 is a little disrespectful. I'll say 3-1 Newcastle, because Newcastle can get it. Or 3-1 United, but Newcastle get a goal,
1: because they have been think, good offensively. I don't think Newcastle are scoring in this game. I'm, I, I think I'll they stick are. by 3-0. They're,
0: they're offensively pretty good, so
1: I'll give them a goal. Okay. 3-1 for you, 3-0 for me for Manchester United. Uh, Southampton, West Ham, already mentioned. That's a okay game. West Ham are going to look to keep this top early top four form uh, alive at Southampton. Watford and Wolves is the final game of those Saturday 10 a.m. That's, games. That,
0: that, that's kind of sneaky in terms of, like, Wat, Watford are looking for a win here, but Wolves really should win this game because the way they've been playing the first three games, this honestly should be an easy win for Wolves. I think this is, like, a 3-1 win to for Watford. Wolves. I know, but I think Wolves, this is Watford, they're a team coming up, and Wolves are now, like, a seasoned Premier League team, they should they should whoop Watford here. And the way they've been playing, they need some goals. You know, uh, they if they if they don't win this game, they're really going to be kicking themselves. And and if they lose to Watford, like they they could be in a relegation fight this season. So they really need to like get a win here to, to switch the mood. Because as well as they've played, getting no results, it 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 starts to wear on you after a while. It's like the Arsenal game. Like they have to win this game. I think.
1: Yeah, I think they could get away with the draw because they've been playing well enough that, you know, three win- three losses and no goals still obviously looks bad, but the manner in which they've done that has not, you know, when you've watched it, they've not been playing as badly as teams like Norwich and Arsenal. So I, I kind of expect that that to come this week and they win 2-1, something like that. But Saturday, we'll finish off with a twelve thirty 30 matchup between Chelsea and Aston Villa at Stamford Bridge, another game from our slate that is going to be rife with uh, South American players missing. Uh, Villa are the team that will be most affected by that since their goalkeeper, Emi Martinez, who I already mentioned, and their one of their star signings from this summer, Emi Buendia. Both went away with Argentina and will have to quarantine, so they won't have their starting goalkeeper or their I'll say it, their best playmaker. So I'm expecting a, like nothing but a Chelsea win in this. I respect Aston Villa. I looked at this game and thought this could obviously be a tricky one when I saw the schedule uh, released. But now, under the circumstances, I think without those two hugely influential options in, in Villa's team, I think it really hampers uh, th- their ability to defend us and to you know keep the ball, retain the ball, and, you know, like, relieve the pressure on their defense. So I think it just becomes an onslaught of, counter, like, attack after Chelsea attack. And I think we end up winning, like, 3-1. Is that disrespectful? I think I think 3-1 is no, fair. No, I don't think that's disrespectful. I
0: think I think Burton Traore could have uh, he's, his weight.
1: He's dealing with an injury. Is he? Okay. I, I'm not 100% sure he's out, but he was, like, a 50-50, like, may he's not play. Back,
0: if he's back, then I think... That could be that's a that's a creative outlet that Villa have really missed because he was really good in preseason and you know they need him to to start getting some goals for them um, but yeah I agree I th- I think this has to be a Chelsea win too and I'm gonna say two 0 Chelsea
1: okay I went and looked back at Romelu Lukaku's I think it was his last his last four games against Aston Villa uh, back when he was playing for Manchester United he scored five goals in four games against them. So he just has certain teams in the Premier League that he irrelevant. does well against. Completely he does well irrelevant. against certain teams. I know it was completely back when Aston Villa irrelevant. were about to get relegated, but it doesn't different matter. different
0: team now. <laughs> Not relevant whatsoever. Alex. Come
1: on, it's relevant. You Olivier Giroud always scored against that. Aston Villa. That was you a thing. You
0: wasted your time, Alex.
1: Nah, he's going to do it again, and he's going to score again this weekend, and I'm going to be right, and you're going to be wrong. Congratulations, I just tricked you into taking the side of Romelu Lukaku. Isn't going to score against Villa. She definitely is. All right, let's move on. Leeds and Liverpool, the final game. And actually, I think the game that's going to be most affected by those uh, South American players uh, that are going to be missing. Because for Leeds, while they only have Rafinha, that's going to be out. And this, is oh, by the way, this is going to be Sunday, 1130 a.m., the only game on Sunday. But it's a real humdinger. Uh, but Leeds will be missing Rafinha. They're one Brazilian player. And Liverpool are going to be missing Allison. Firmino, Fabinho, and I think one more. Who am I missing? Because the Brazilian FA are requesting that all the players that didn't leave England when they were called up, they're requesting that all those players be banned by FIFA for the next two games. So this is still kind of like up in the air. It's not as final as those Argentine players that actually went, but it's like another layer to that where the Brazilian FA are like pissed off that they didn't get to call up their players. So they're asking FIFA to ban them as like a punishment from their club games. I mean, I think it's a pretty huge development. Like that's a big chunk of Liverpool squad. I
0: don't know like what to think of that. But yeah, that's uh, that is a lot of Liverpool squad. Um, But I mean, so far we've seen players like Harvey Elliott emerging in the squad, you know, who looked really good. Um, in that second game of the season, and then he didn't look out of place against Chelsea. So
1: yeah, he was good. He he frees up a lot of space for Salah to like play basically as the true striker that he wants to be. Like Elliot will just drift out and become like an actual winger, and then he lets Alexander Arnold drift into midfield. And he's been playing way more like diagonal balls from midfield rather than than crosses. So but yeah, without Wynalda, but... without
0: Wijnaldum, if they don't have Fabinho, you got to think there's going to be a, a huge hole in midfield and. Leeds are, are the type of team that if they there's a hole in your team they're gonna run right at you so I, I kind of I could see a Leeds upset here.
1: Would a draw count as an upset? Because I think it yeah. would. I think this yeah. is like a two-two.
0: Something I think like it's that. Like, yeah. I think it's
1: like that Everton game they had uh, two or three weeks ago. Like a very high scoring end-to-end game, and you know Leeds for them missing Rafinha is a big deal because he's probably their best creative player. But they have other wingers now that they can rotate for him and still be a threat. You know, Dan James on one guess, wing and Jack Harrison can bring on the other.
0: I guess they can bring Henderson in and they can still have a midfield of yeah, I'm, I'm on I'm on the, Henderson, I'm on the leads. now. So I'm just thinking <laughs> of like Liverpool and what they're gonna do here to, to to try to mitigate the the loss. I guess losing Allison's pretty huge too, so
1: Yeah, supposedly uh Kwevin Kelleher is gonna be playing the uh, Irish the young Irish goalkeeper. It's not going to be, I don't think they have on anymore. So go on Ireland. <laughs> Actually, wait, no, don't go on Ireland. Let Liverpool lose. Uh, what would be your official, let's do two predictions. Predictions if all the Brazilians play and predictions if they don't play.
0: All right. If the Brazilians play, then I think Liverpool win. Um, and I'll say 3-2 Liverpool. But if they don't win, then I'll say 2-2.
1: So if the brazilians if don't, don't play, play 2-2 yes, then i'll say 2-2 if the brazilians don't play i'm going to say 2-1 leeds united and if the brazilians play i'm going to say 2-2 i think leeds can do it even with the brazilians playing leeds are leeds are scary enough they, man they've they have
0: they gave trouble to liverpool last night liverpool got very they, lucky they they
1: drew the, them the at home yeah. it was like the i think it was the first game after the super league announcement and everyone freaked out and like took out all their anger on that game and Liverpool drew nil-nil or 1-1 I think I can't really remember yeah uh, Leeds are a threat to Liverpool for sure Uh, but it's a really exciting matchup and very worthy of its own place on Sunday Uh, Monday will close out the week with Everton hosting Burnley Monday at 3 p.m. Everton are kind of going under everyone's radar so far this season don't you think they're unbeaten so far two wins and a draw yeah, not the hardest of schedules, too. but...
0: Yeah, but they've looked pretty good. I don't know. I kind of think that they they get a pretty easy win here. Benitez is, is a decent manager, you know? He's not a bad manager. He's won a Champions I don't League. think I
1: ever said Benitez was a bad manager. I just thought when that things go wrong at Everton, at it's going to go really yeah, wrong. But if he, if it just he, hasn't if gone if wrong start,
0: yet. Yeah, if it starts well enough, then maybe he buys enough good grace to to actually go somewhere with the club. I don't know. I kind of think that they get a, a, a pretty easy... Okay. Yeah I mean no this win.
1: is this is in no way my prediction for them over the long term for the season but I think for this weekend or, you know Monday against Burnley I think they handle them like 2-1 they they've got a bit of depth to that squad now and I think they might be missing uh Richarlison, they might be missing
0: Richarlison so that might be a big miss so yeah, and Burnley like they've got pretty got enough players. well they've been playing pretty decently offensively so uh we might see a Maxwell Cornet.
1: Oh, yeah, Sean Dyke uh, stretching his football manager, uh, like, legs here. He was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a treat for once. I'm going to go and I'm going to get the the French, like, winger. Well, I guess he's Ivorian. Like, I'm not going to stop buying Ashley Westwood's and, you know, James Tarkowski's and Chris Woods. I'm going to go he and buys, buy myself a Maxwell Connery.
0: Right, he bought penny of those as well. So,
1: right, let's see, so let's see what Burnley
0: looks like as well after all their uh, their deadline day stuff. So, I'm I'm curious to see.
1: Okay, uh, I want to I want us to mention one more thing before we go. How do you address the Cristiano Ronaldo question in fantasy, Javier? Because we've now got three strikers in fantasy Premier League. If you guys are into that sort of thing, by the way, go join the Ghost Cold Podcast Fan League if you have a team and just haven't joined our league yet. But there's three like premium strikers, Harry Kane, who just scored in every qualifying World Cup match for England, all three of them, uh, Romelu Lukaku, who did damn near the same thing and has been playing well for Chelsea, and now Cristiano Ronaldo is brought into the fold. All of those players are, you know, what are they, like 11.5 mil in the, in the game, and either that and up, they're, they're, they're expensive. Which of those players are you leaning on right now, or do you think people should lean on right now?
0: it's it's so hard because there are good options that are cheaper um, and you know the points that defenders who are only you know five to seven mil can be just as much as strikers every week so it depends how you want to stretch out your squad but you know i I'd, I'd say on Ronaldo at least I would wait to pull the trigger on him because we don't know how that's going to look if Bruno's still gonna be on penalties I mean assuredly Ronaldo still is going to take penalties right but Bruno's been so good at them. How know. can you take Bruno off? How Bruno's do you take Bruno so off good, penalties? Yeah. Right, that's ridiculous. Bruno would be so angry, wouldn't also, he? Also,
1: Ronaldo just missed a penalty last week against Ireland. Like, I don't know. He's he's not one hundred percent from the penalty spot, and Bruno is about as close as you get to one hundred percent. I'm personally leaning on Lukaku just because I, you know, had a plan just to have him in my yeah, team. We know and you Keep are, him Alex. for the full season. Everybody yeah, knows obviously. That. He is, you know, the prodigal son returned to give us a, a champ, another Champions League and a Premier League. So uh, I'm going to ride you're, him the whole way. are
0: not winning a second Champions League.
1: A third. Right, because we already won our second Champions League. We don't, that would be our third, Javier. I know you lost track. That's what I said. <laughs> all right. So which of those three, uh, you didn't give me an answer. Which of those three would you pick? Probably Kane. Yeah, I was going to say Kane's a pretty good uh, option, especially with Palace coming up. He's trying to get all the Spurs fans back on his good side. Yeah, you really can't go wrong is the answer. But let's let's cut it off there. Javier, thanks for jumping on and uh, recording this one with me. Thank you guys uh, for listening to the pod. Like I said, we have a Continental Catch-Up episode that's going to be coming out uh, pretty soon after this. So... uh, Give that a listen for our previews of a lot of the other top five leagues in uh, Europe and a lot of the managerial merry-go-round stuff that's been going on there. You can follow us on social media at ASMOS92 for my Twitter and Instagram, at JavierRev9 for Javier's Twitter, and at GhostGoalPod for the podcast socials. Enjoy the games this weekend, and until next time, see ya!